Welcome to We Geek Podcast. Today is October 6, 2020. My name is Adam, and as always, joined by my good friend Logan. Hello. And we are on episode 196. Don't know if I said that already, but <laughs> damn, dude, it's been a lot of episodes. How have you been? Uh, yeah, you know, same old, same old. Uh, same old, same old. Getting, uh, looking to start getting back into my, my old groove again. Uh, we're... We're uh, about to reopen the the floodgates at the theater, finally. So oh boy, the uh, the everybody that's going to show up for the first week, you know, that'll be great. And then after that, it's going to fall off a cliff. Huh? <laughs> it's not yeah, because it's it's like that everywhere. I mean, it's it's why Regal decided that with nothing coming out, they should just close up again. Uh, I I I get that. I understand that decision. It sucks for everybody involved. I know. But from a business perspective, I get it. Um, Everything's backing out. Yeah, man. I, so that's what I was going to say. Do you, what, what, are, what are these other theaters going to do? Like, what are the theaters you work at? What is, like, AMC? Like, what do you think? I, all I know is AMC is still moving forward. Um, there was a – there's an email that's made the rounds, and it's been up on, like, Variety and The Hollywood Reporter and stuff you know saying you know they're 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 going ahead they you know there's always the caveat of you know we reserve the right to alter this strategy as as situations develop but you know for the the time being it's you know it's it's open the doors let people in keep following the the safety protocols and and what have you um but i i just there's the only thing that's coming out between now and christmas is soul and I would not. It was supposed. It was going to be Soul and No Time to Die, and that was going to be Thanksgiving, and that was going to be you know like a decently big holiday weekend again. I was like, oh okay, so this is going to feel almost normal. But they moved No Time to Die to next April, um, and I, I, I don't. I would not be surprised if they bumped Soul either to a later date or they just stuck it on Disney Plus like they did with Mulan. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me, but yeah, I, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't see how the movie theater industry at this point is going to survive. The, the ones, you, you know, I'm it, like, I don't want to be, I don't want to sound like that guy, but you're not wrong. You, you, how, how do they do this without a bailout or something? It's, it's, they're going to need one. Um, my, my heart breaks for the small places. You know the the yeah. local you know four six maybe eight screen if they're if they're high budget independents but uh, you know one that I've been seeing uh, I'm a, a big fan of Aperture Cinema uh, mm-hmm. and they've been I, they're they're crowdfunding they're selling you know everything they can to stay afloat and I and I hate it you know I love little places like that um, but you know it's it's it sucks. There's there there's no other way around it. It just sucks. But when you don't have product, you know, what else are you gonna do? 
Um, yeah. I, I get I get why Regal decided to 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 go back to being closed. Um, mm-hmm. I I hate it for people, especially in North Carolina, because we just got the green light, you know, on Friday, to to say, okay, you guys can be open at thirty uh, percent capacity or one hundred people per auditorium, whichever is is least. Um, which I don't think affects. I don't think any of the auditoriums in my building. I think the thirty percent is least, but it's you know. I, I hate it for them because I know they had to be gearing up to get ready to reopen and get people back in there. And I'm sure mm-hmm. they were making calls and saying, you know, all right, who's coming back? Uh, to, to make sure we do this this training. We got to come in and set all this up and whatever. And, you know, within the next two or three days, have to turn around and make more phone calls. Hey, don't come in. We're not opening. Like, yeah. that's that's got to suck. That's absolutely got to suck. Not only that, that, there's no stimulus check until – Next year, if any, if if any, yeah, because right. those 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 talks have been halted uh, entirely. So, yeah, it's just it's it's it's, it's garbage, and, and I hate it. But mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 what happens. Oops, sorry. Hold on, sorry, I thought I <laughs> muted my phone. There's, there's going to be a fun blooper in there. It's like, here's that this big was... serious moment about economics, and then there's, you know, this little baboon laugh, and the camera goes off. It's like, that was right, Yoda, well, excuse you? <laughs> I didn't, well, okay. I couldn't hear it all that well. I'm hearing it through a phone speaker, through your microphone, through my You're speakers, right. So. You want to hear, all right, I'll, I'll tell that story later, but <laughs> I, I changed my ringtone to Yoda's laugh a while ago. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to hear the story? Uh, yeah, sure, I'll hear the story. I, you know, something get you out know, the doom and gloom that is, you know, movies. The, you know, bottom line is the big chains will find a way to survive. They, mm-hmm. they will. They may look very different by the time this is all said and done. They may be pared down. They may lose locations and staff, but they will survive. But the independents, you know, they're going to struggle, and they're they're the ones that are going to really need help. Big yeah. Time. I, I think, unfortunately, we're going to see a lot less theaters. I think you're absolutely right. I think the big boys will survive and people will drive a little bit distance to go see a movie maybe, uh, hopefully in the future. But you're absolutely right. The mom-and-pop shops, mom-and-pop theaters, smaller chains, maybe just a couple theaters there, there's no way they survive this. Uh, You know, they're going to have to pack it up and sometime in the future when, you know, people feel a little bit safe – to go back in when I think once there's a vaccine out, it'll be a lot better. There'll be a lot more people going out a lot more. Uh, they'll feel a lot more willing to get into a theater with packed full of people and eat some popcorn and enjoy themselves. And it, man, it's once I saw that news, I was just like, God, they, you know, yeah. I, obviously we want to see Dune as soon as we can. We want to see 007, but it, how many different lives this has affected and, you know, people can't go to work. And it, I don't know. Don't want to get political, but just how it's being taunted as this, you know, not a not a thing to be worried about is ridiculous. So, sucks to see. Um, but yeah. So you want to hear about why I changed my yeah? Let's, I, I, I want to hear this story. This ought to be good. It was a while ago, and I uh, let's see what happened. I was I was watching TV. I had my phone on my lap and I heard my uh, text message tone go off, right? Okay. 
There's nothing. There's no. There's no text message. I look at my phone. I'm looking dead at my phone. There's nothing there. I hear it again. It's not coming from the phone. Okay. But there's there's nothing on TV that would be a text message. By the way, I think at this point I turned it down. I was kind of like freaked out. It wasn't a uh, like like I said. It you can tell when something's coming from the television across the room, and it's not a show where there'd be a text message whatsoever. Right, I got you. And I'm like, this is in my home. There's a <laughs> there's a phone in here, and it freaked me out because I thought, well, maybe someone's like in the attic or something. I couldn't figure out where this text message tone was coming from. And I'm by myself, of course, so I'm, I'm freaking out. <laughs> so I decide to change my ringtone to Yoda's laugh. So now I will always know if it's Yoda or if it's my phone calling. And it goes, um, instead of a normal text message tone. Uh, and I looked everywhere. I'm like, okay, where could this have come from? What device could this be on? And I still don't know. I, I didn't find anything. Uh, oh, I think I did eventually find my old phone behind the couch, like in the cushion thing. But it was long dead. Like it doesn't turn on. It was one of the reasons why I – it was like a phone that was updated two phones ago, if that makes sense. Right. I got you. It was so dead that there's no way it could have came from there. But I don't know. Uh it was weird because the text message was coming from in my home and it was that moment of realization that someone else is here. Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Freak, thing it's, of, yeah. Where it, it's like, it really, this, there, there's no other explanation than it, than there's somebody in the house. Someone's like here. Yeah. And I couldn't figure it out. I thought, then I thought I even went up, like check the attic space. Nothing's there. Cause I'm thinking like maybe someone's I, like, I called my friend. I'm like, this, this shit's happening. And she's like, well, people, they like, you know, they'll, they'll stay in a, I guess she saw a story where they, like, they lived in someone's attic for however long because they, I forgot what she called them, like campers or something like that. Yeah, people, they do it in attics. Some people live in walls. Like, you hear these stories and they're insane. <laughs> yes, that's exactly like, what I thought of. I'm yeah. like, I am not alone. But yeah, I found my phone. It was it was a phone my grandma gave to me. So I thought maybe it was just a, a, a sign or, you know, something in my head heard a ding and then i heard it again and i i don't know i i it was weird it was very weird so i ended up changing my tone to yoda's laugh and so that's just what it is so anytime my friends or anyone's around me they hear that <laughs> yoda's laugh they know who it's coming from fair enough fair enough <laughs> yeah and it's very loud and i turned it down so i apologize about that <laughs> but yeah man so 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 you're getting ready for uh, time at the theater. Have you been in anything? You've been watching anything? Playing anything? Um, I've, anything played, fun? I've, I've played a little bit of Squadrons. Uh, Ooh. I have I have thoroughly enjoyed it. It is hard. Damn, it's hard. Yeah. Um, well, even even on up, I, I even on lower difficulties, it is hard. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, you can't play it like I'm used to, and it was really funny because like a week before this came out, I think, um, I think, or, or at at some very recent point. Uh, the newest Ace Combat had been on sale on the PlayStation Store. And I was like, oh, I love this series. And so I picked that up, and I've been playing that. And then you go from that to Squadrons, and you're just like, oh, it's that's right. I, for, I forget that like Ace Combat is very, very much like a... It, it's, it's an arcade game. 
really um with with so much of it squadrons is a pain like i'm enjoying it and i love it it's entertaining but when you're when you're used to a particular kind of flight i I don't know what else to call it flight combat simulator a dog fighting game and then you go to this which is very different and and arguably more more of a simulation this this feels more like a training sim than an arcade game in the sense of everything that you have to balance and how you have to you have to fly and fight these things i imagine in a much much more realistic sense i know that's a weird thing to try to say about you know starfighters because those don't exist Mm -hmm. but it's it's a whole different play style than than i'm i'm used to and it's oh it's it's tough it's Mm. tough i'm i'm enjoying it i am don't get me wrong i love it i'm glad i got it but whoo it's 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 tough and i haven't like i've just done the the single player just the story mode so far Mm -hmm. i don't even want to dip my toe in the multiplayer i'm gonna get slaughtered i know it like oh you got to dip me up man let's play some i i I know i will eventually but i'm just oh it's man it's tough it's yeah it's it's rough you've have, how much have you been playing have you been playing any of it i haven't played too much because of my complete and utter obsession of the world of warcraft we've talked about that That's fair. Uh, but I, I did play the intro i played the first level um so not that much i, I loved what i played but like i said man i um God, I'm in love with playing warcraft right now like it's so <laughs> i'm it, well i i shouldn't say that like it's just been so much fun playing it over the last couple of months that like I actively like if that if that makes it like I'm like oh shit I need to jump on and uh, level up this character like this week I leveled up an alt um, which means I leveled up another character uh, to level 120 right so now I have two characters at level 120 I did all I trying to go for a couple different achievements yada 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 I won't bore you but I've been doing a ton of stuff in it and I and, and, and I can't wait I guess I'll just talk about it now there's some news um, that came out about Warcraft they've essentially pushed the uh, date uh, for for uh, Shadowlands. Uh, the pre-patch, which should have come out by now, it should have come out by early October, by like actually like late September, um, is now going to come out next Tuesday. So on the 13th, um, the pre-patch will hit, and they haven't given a solid date for the expansion Shadowlands. Um, if I was a betting man, I would say it would be November 24th, around that date. The reason why I'm saying that is because they also pushed the release date of a book that was supposed to come out at the same time as Shadowlands. Uh, it's a book about the Eastern Kingdoms. Anyway, but th- that's what a lot of people are saying. Oh, I don't think it's a coincidence that they pushed that book to November 24th. Uh, that's probably when they plan on releasing it. And this is big news because Warcraft is, uh, Blizzard has not pushed a Warcraft expansion since Burning Crusade. Which some people would say was the best expansion. A lot of people think Wrath of Lynch King is. A lot of your classic players think Burning Crusade or Wrath of Lynch King were the best uh, expansions. And one of the reasons why Burning Crusade was, was because they took their time. And that used to be something Blizzard was known for. That 
it's not finished until it's done, right? It's We're not going to push anything out there that's not polished. Uh, and that's what Blizzard used to be, right? Like when you thought of a Blizzard game, you thought that is going to be polished and it's going to feel silk, silky smooth. It's going to be such a polished experience. And then lately, you know, with the, the stuff with Diablo and uh, some of the, the last few Warcraft expansions just weren't as... You know, it just wasn't on the same level. So it's it's a big thing because it, it shows that they're still willing to listen to the fans because apparently a lot of the beta players said this game is not ready to be released yet. There's a lot of things it got to fix with covenants and stuff like that. I won't get all into that, but it seems like they're really listening. They're listening to the fan base. They are agreeing with the fan base. It's not ready. So we're going to push the pre-patch a couple weeks and so that comes out next week and then the expansion will come out next week so i like i said i am still loving the hell out of playing that game um and even so much that i never thought i'd be like hey i got this new star wars game and only put a couple hours into it or however long i did uh but yeah no it's been fun and it's been mostly because of the people i play with like having a good community with fun people changes everything or else you're like those kind of games, they would get so boring and so stale, and you'd want to turn on something different real fast. Uh, but having like a good group of friends where you're sharing memes all day, you're, you know, you're talking about like, oh hey, I think I'm gonna love. Like it's it's been so much fun to do that. So it's it's been really cool. So I've been having a lot of fun with that. Um, and yeah, I guess the only thing I've really played is the Star Wars game. Um, and I agree with everything you said. Uh, it's uh, it's. Uh, it's got, I think it's got a good mix of the arcadey feel and the simulation. Um, it reminds me of those old school uh, Tie Fighter games. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's a lot I need to learn about it. I tried both because I'm playing on the PC, and uh, I had to mess with the settings because I didn't have my uh, Steam settings set up to read my PlayStation controller. So it thought it was a uh, joystick. So. Pff- that was confusing. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm sure you were. To, God, I can't even imagine how that worked. Uh. Yeah, but that was entirely my, like, just. I guess this is something people who play a lot of games on Steam just already know. The thing is, I've never went in there and changed it. So, like, I'll plug in my Xbox controller, and boop, it reads it. It still didn't do it for that. So I was like, wait, something's really wrong here. Uh, went into settings. Oh, I don't have controller set up for it. So I put on the Xbox, put on the PlayStation. It worked like a charm. So that was first step restarted the game because i'm like oh i can't <laughs> i can't do it with it thinking it's an arcade stick um and it was awesome it was smooth there's a lot i watched uh um star wars explained alex from star wars explained he has done a lot of videos um and ed arcs uh, ladder um uh he has a lot of videos as well that kind of goes and gives you a lot of tips on how to fly the how to fly the x-wings tips on how to maneuver like how to like like let go of the engines and do like a uh uh, what do you call it um oh man forgot the phrase he used but it's essentially drifting oh yeah they yeah that's something they actually teach you in the game Oh, okay, okay, yeah, because I've only played the opening of it, and I've played like the first level, and that's it. So yeah, uh, the, I think I think the I, I think it's like the next mission where they teach you that. It's okay, fun, cool. it's it's one of those things that's fun as hell, and I can see a lot of people wanting to do it, but I don't think it's a real effective tactic. 
it's, oh, okay. it's that thing of like it's neat and it's cool but i think at least in a multiplayer setting i don't think it's going to mm. be real advantageous yeah 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 well no actually I, that that's where that the one of the biggest tips and it's funny you bring up that you, you're playing the single player uh he said is play the single player it teaches you everything yeah uh and one of the other tips was the drifting works. He goes, never duel, never sit there and duel with someone. They'll mostly they'll kill you every time. Yeah. But when you're playing with other people, you have to drift. You have to keep moving. You have to change uh, your your direction as fast as you can to get away from somebody. Yeah. Um. It's it's it was really cool to watch. I haven't seen Star Star Wars explained in a while. Uh, just for whatever reason, there just hasn't been that many much Star Wars news. Um, and it was kind of cool to you know watch that while I was on break or whatnot. Um, but yeah, dude, we should totally play a few rounds at some point this week. Just let me know. Yeah. Uh, even if we just hop in and play with strangers, we can hop on Discord or something uh, while we do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's because that's that's one thing I've noticed. Even just playing the the single player, if you get somebody behind you, you got to move. Like you. Yes. And it's and it is tough to shake people. It's mm-hmm. it's ah, it's tough. It's really tough, but I'm enjoying it. Um, it's yeah. it's it's not tough on the level of like a Souls game tough, where it's like, mm-hmm. oh my god, this thing destroys your soul. It's yeah. it's really just more like I'm 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 not used to something that plays in this style. Kind of tough. It's it's right. like having to. It's just like having to learn a, a new. It's not just having to learn a new skill or a new style. It's it's you're also at least in my in for me anyway. I'm fighting against my instincts from any of the other flight games I've played because mm-hmm. they're, they're all a little similar in some way, especially like they, like I said, the ACE combat games, they all have their own, like they have a very specific kind of style in the way that, that they work. And mm-hmm. this is not that. Right. So I have to, un- I, if, if, if I may, I must unlearn what I have learned and go yeah. from there. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's tough, man, but I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I really am. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be diving more into that over the next couple of weeks. I'd love to eventually try this in VR at some someday down the road. It's, I, yeah, so would I, because this it's it's set up perfectly for it. They mm-hmm. they knew exactly what the hell they were doing with this. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yep. Well, cool, man. All right. Well, let's uh let's get into it, dude. So, um, what's been going on this week? Um, t- today's just been a crap day for music, man. Um, yeah. We had Johnny Nash, who a, a lot of people only know because uh, he's saying, I can see clearly now. Everybody everybody around the planet knows that song. Everyone knows that, yeah. Uh, he, he passed away today. I think he was 80, I think it said. But uh, mm. a big... He... I didn't see a lot of... And, and again, that was the only way that I knew him. But taking a look at, at some more of his biography, he, he at some point ran... A label that at least early on it, it read like had signed Bob Marley and had oh, wow. had at least something to do with with helping with helping him get his music out mm. um, but I, I want to read more about that because that's that's just fascinating and how many it's 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 interesting and also kind of sad that you know we have a ton of one-hit wonders there's there's all kinds of them but what's the rest of their story you know, and right. that's that's something I I I, I really want to look into because that that just that mm-hmm. little blurb that I saw I was like oh well, that's really interesting 
and I would, yeah. you know, I need to, so I need to read more about that. But uh, he, yeah, he passed away at, at 80. Um, and the one that, and this one, this one hurt me um, because I used to try to play guitar. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's, it's never gone well. But uh, <laughs> Ed, Ed, Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. And sixty-five after a what 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 I saw was a, a long battle with lung cancer, um, mm. and that just sucks, man. Sixty-five is not that old, not yeah. really, and just the 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 impact, the massive impact that he had on so many. Find me any anybody who plays guitar in any sort of popular music in particular. Um, I can't speak mm-hmm. to classical guitarists, but anybody who plays guitar in country, rock, you, you, you name it. And there is no way they weren't in some way influenced by, by, by Eddie and his style. It was, it, it was its own thing. It set them apart. You know, you had it at the same time, you know, you had, you had like the, that kind of, that kind of chug that Sabbath had back in the day. You know, you would you could tell from from what Zach Wilde played and that guitar, his style, like it was a very sort of it was a darker, heavier metal style. And, you know, you had guys like Jimmy Page on on the other side of things with with Zeppelin. And it was a little more it, it had a little more air to it. Um, it, it sort of wandered a little more. Uh, it, it, but but Eddie, man, Eddie's was just driving rock. I mean, everybody knows that, you know, you put up the, the, that, that mm-hmm. guitar, that famous just splashed red guitar with all those different colors. And it just, that was an embodiment of, of his style in that sense. It was just whatever the hell he wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And just, there was, ah, it just sucks. It mm-hmm. really just sucks. But it was, so there's, you know, it's it's a massive legacy that he leaves behind not just with not just with the group but his his style was a was a major major influence yeah um, and just like i said man just 65 i mean that just ugh. i hate cancer i hate it yeah i really do yeah man but but uh so you know pour pour one out for a, a bad bad day for music just yeah just not not fun not fun but uh the good news is that they you know they they may be gone but music is forever you know oh yeah that the 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 music never dies there's there's going to be you know especially with digital music now music indoors so there's we we still have the work to to go back to and and to continue to be inspired by that's you know mm-hmm. that's something else. Eddie's style is not just it, it doesn't just end with people now. You know, forty years from now, people are still going to be listening to Van Halen, and and hearing him play and just going, man, I want to do that. Like yeah. that sounds cool. I want to do that. Like it's, yeah, I saw I saw someone share something that said, uh, if art is how we decorate our space, music is how we decorate time. I like that. I like yeah. that, and I I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. Ah, God. I like that. Music is how we decorate time. I really like that. 
Yeah, that's really it's so cool. true. Yeah, it's, it's so true. It's, you know, I mean, we talk about movies and and everything, and and every mm-hmm. bit of of pop culture of creativity it, it captures a moment mm-hmm. or a movement or an era. But music mm-hmm. has such a quicker turnaround. You oh know, yeah, TV shows can take months or or years, and and develop movies in particular, you know, can sometimes take years. But there's there's nothing that captures a moment you can you can sit and write a song and record it and have it especially now right you know it can be out immediately it can just be it's 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 here's something that happened here's a thought write it down record it it's done yeah can, i mean you could you can name bands like the beatles and how many different emotions and things go into that what someone thinks about uh that change not just music but culture yeah and the time and every the, the the journey they went through in the short period of time that they were actual band like yeah that's something that's crazy the beatles were not like some 30 year odyssey oh no they, they were 10 years if that maybe from start to finish maybe back when right. when they were the quarrymen still but... right and it was it was it was such a shift in culture and they mostly dro- drove it right like they, they the impact that they had not only on how the, the music industry, on how things were recorded and how things sound. It, you know, I, I think I saw somewhere where someone said, like, there was a time before the Beatles for music, and then there was a time after the Beatles for music. And, and I mean, that's fair. There, yeah. there, was, there was nothing like them. You know, you could say, right. you know, you could argue something similar with Elvis. Yeah. Uh, but there's not, there it, aren't it, too many... Right. groups or people that have that kind of impact and, and even if you're not into them even if it's not your thing right it's like if if you there's something you like now that was made after them odds are there were they were influenced it with the way it was recorded the way it sounds it like just the just everything oh yeah uh so it's it's just yeah that's a fascinating thing to go down um the rabbit hole with uh with with music um and just what effect it has on things. I mean, it changes everything. Like we've talked about this numerous times on the podcast, but how music saved Star Wars for one. Yeah. It changed that movie from, you know, the first people he saw it, showed it to were like, what is this George? But when you have that John Williams score, I mean, my God, that it would have been such a completely different thing if it did not have that. Yeah. Um, and I mean, think so. of think of episode one. You know, for for mm-hmm. all the hate that that it gets and t- arguably deserves in in some respects, the three coolest things about that are Darth Maul, Qui Gon Jinn, and the and the duel of the fates. Piece. Oh yeah, My, no question. A, <laughs> a, buddy, a buddy of mine uh, has a uh, shout out to Will. He's got a sweater with George. Right? No, it's John Williams' face on it, and it says, "Have you thanked John Williams today for the <laughs> Duel of Fates?" <laughs> it's so good. I I can't argue with that, man. I I really can't. I like it. Shout out to Will. Yeah, it's it's so good, um, and it's so true. Yeah, you can say what you want about Episode One, uh, about all the fault, faults that it has, but. There's not one person that will complain about the music because the music from that, the music from the prequels in general, I absolutely love. Yeah. Uh, the score in the second one, the love score, I love that. Like it's so good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah, absolutely. Music changes everything. Jaws wouldn't be what it is. You know, there's so many things when you think about music, it, it changes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It. 
it's wild. It's sad times. 2020, you know, we need to get to next year already. Yeah. It's um, next year. Right around February. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel a little bit, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, just I, I want the theaters to open again. I want to be able to, like, feel normal going and doing that. Um, yeah, I, don't, I, I, I saw... What what was it? I saw somebody say, uh, just some random Twitter post. I can't remember who it was. It was basically just, I would love to go to bed reading a book instead of doom scrolling Twitter all night. Oh yeah, and absolutely. I'm like, that's I mean, that's fair, and it's sad, kind of, but it's fair. Yes, I mean South Park had a special over the week. I don't know if you caught it. No, I I knew it was on, but I'm I because mm-hmm. I'm not a big Star, uh, not a big South Park guy. I haven't seen South Park in forever. Yeah. But it was dead on. It was basically just commentary about, you know, long story short, uh, Randy came out with a strain of his weed that he sells called the Pandemic Special. And they were telling him how it's not the time to do something like that. And he's like, well, people <laughs> want it. Like, they, they want to get their minds off things. I'm not the bad guy. So it was just a commentary on, I imagine the people at South Park were being just bombarded with, hey, why aren't you doing anything about 2020? Like, why aren't you making any, like, where's your show at? We need something to laugh at. And they're like, it's, it's like, it's too serious right now to even joke about it. Like, let's wait until it's passed. Uh, but you know, it's South Park. The whole episode was goofy and silly. And it, 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 it goes after everybody essentially. Uh, and at the very end, I kind of want to spoil one part. I don't know. (laughs) I kind of want to spoil one part. Uh, but it, it it was funny. I haven't seen it in years, and I was like, okay, that was good. I I got a laugh off. Um, you know, it, it it. But it's it's like there's parts of it where it's super serious. Like, it's like this shit is bad, and we shouldn't be making jokes about this. Um, but uh, I'll leave the listener up to go watch it. Maybe I'll tell you after the show how it ends. But it's kind of like, oh, yep, didn't see any that ending any other way than that. <laughs> fair, fair. Enough. Uh, yeah, kind of like how did you see SNL with um with Jim Carrey? I I didn't, but I wanted to just because I saw yeah. they had they had Baldwin Trump and Biden Carrey, and I was like that I that had to be some kind of magic. Like it that was. just must have been amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, and I forgot who played Harris. Um, uh, uh, the t- it's uh, Tiffany Haddish, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. She nailed it. I have a feeling she's been playing her for a while. I have a feeling Jim Carrey's gonna be. He nailed Biden to a T. Just, so. just seeing like the, just like the stills from it, and you see that, and you're just like, oh, okay. I it's, and I and I imagine if I'm watching it, and I watch the real debate side by side, I would probably wonder which one was which. Really? Right. Oh uh, yeah. And I'll, I'll spoil one part of that. The, the second he takes out a mo control and hits the mute, I'm just like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> it is so uh, good, man. It is so good. I miss Jim Carrey. Like, yeah. and he was just firing on all cylinders, Jim Carrey. Jim, uh, I, I mean, Jim's been been well. I mean, you know, he's been doing his artwork mm-hmm. and sharing that on Twitter for a while. So I imagine SNL because I mean, he was on In Living Color for a while yeah. like i mean he he oh, yeah. cut his tv teeth on on this kind of deal so him him being on snl i imagine that was almost just kind of like okay jim there's the camera go like <laughs> yes yeah and, and i know you know he's talked about that too i know this year this last four years have affected a lot of people's mental health creative people because it's hard to like it's it's okay to like i feel like 
comedic people they, they there's a, they had a lot of traumatic shit happen to them right like they're able to joke about it after the fact right right i feel like they're all kind of holding their breath right now because right, they want to get past it so that they can just go all out yeah because how do you joke about it when it's still happening it's still happening yes you and know. there's no there's there's no one actively <laughs> trying to make things better well there is there's there's doctors and stuff like that but you know what i mean there's like <laughs> people actively fighting against it for some reason right so. and then it's just kind of like so what does you know and and i think it's it's also part of it's it's i don't know if it's a reflection or a symptom of just yeah they're, I, I, they're not being entertainment right now right and right. I, I know i know people like Pat, patrick rothfuss has openly talked about how the state of the world has totally affected his mental state and it's more important that he takes care of his children he works on his books right but that's not the priority the priority is his mental health his family and even if that takes a little bit longer but you know it i guess that's i meant to mention that before but i've seen a lot of creative people talk about how it's just not not a good time right now yeah and i did and and i get it and i yeah i I absolutely understand it yeah Um, and he also was very mad at brandon sanderson for how much he writes (laughs) he said i saw i saw a thing where he talked about he's like him and brandon are good friends they or you know they're they're friendly they they have dinners together whenever they're they happen to be at the same conventions uh, and he said he was eating something and looked over him and he was like, could you just slow down a little bit? <laughs> uh, and, and, and they, 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 he, he discovered cause Brandon said, I am a compulsive writer and to, to Patrick Rothfuss, he goes, Oh my God, that makes sense because I'm a compulsive rewriter. Like, like Patrick Rothfuss will have to completely rewrite a, a chapter or a story 700 times before he feels it's right. Yeah. Or Patrick, where Brandon Sanderson doesn't have that issue, but he has the compulsive issue where he has to keep writing. He just can't stop. It is literally, he wakes up and he works for eight hours a day writing and then he puts the pen down where some writers don't necessarily do that. They might take a little bit of time to think and write and whatever. So it, it, I don't know, it was a funny little interview thing that he was talking about <laughs> him and Brandon Rothfuss's relationship. And just, he was like, can you slow down just a little bit? Oh, he also said, wouldn't it be weird if me and him somehow got in some sort of power Rangers bot and we both got each other's abilities. Oh, God. <laughs> what kind of monster that would create. <laughs> oh, hell. So, yeah, I don't know. I like seeing these writers kind of, uh, have friendly discourse with oh, each yeah. other. Oh yeah. 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 Cause, oh yeah. But, um, yeah, stuff, stuff like that's always fun, especially when, when you have authors that, that have a sense of humor about it. Mm-hmm. You, know, oh, yeah. you, you can you can go you can go completely the other way with it but i i i, I always think that the, the king of uh, kings really of that kind of thing were were uh neil gaiman and terry goodkind absolutely they, yeah. they were fantastic um uh, neil especially neil is one of the most mm-hmm. humble people on the planet and he's still one of the most prolific and just fantastic writers anybody if you haven't if if you haven't read Good Omens, the show is great, but the book is mm-hmm. is amazing, and and that's that's him and Terry. Do, did we did we talk about that on the last podcast? About about Terry Goodkind? No, no, we hadn't. Oh yeah, he's passed away. I don't know if you. Oh yeah, no, he's yeah, September. He, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's man, it's sad. But I I remember there was. 
there was something uh, I'm really trying to remember. There was a, a story that, that Neil shared. I don't know if it was on Twitter, if it was in an interview. And it was just one of those things you looked at and you would, and, and as much as you laughed at it, you also kind of felt like you missed out by right, not right. being friends with these guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Speaking of books, I picked up a Paul, uh, Paulini's, uh, Christopher Paulini's, uh, to sleep in a sea of stars, which is, um, he's the one who did, uh, what's that dragon book? Uh, Aragon, that whole Aragon. series, which the yes. books don't let the movie fool you. The book is actually pretty good. I haven't seen I haven't uh, seen the movie or read the, the books. Don't the movie is basically like somebody said, "Hey, what if we mixed Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and Dungeons and Dragons badly?" <laughs> like okay. it's oh, it's 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 just a ripoff. But oh, the, okay. the the book and and it does it, he wrote it when he was 15 and you can mm-hmm. tell Mm-hmm. but it's not bad. You read it and you're like, okay, this, this actually, like, I, you know, I wish I'd written something like that when I was 50. I wish I'd written something like that now. Right. But, but as the series went on, I've only read the first two. There's four in the inheritance mm. cycle. They get better as they go. Like as he matures as a writer, you can really see it. And he really progresses. Um, yeah. So the books, the books are worth it. The movie is good. But yeah, it, it, his his new one looked like a. Basically, I saw um, Daniel Green's review, which, by the way, I love his YouTube videos. He actually interviewed, um, uh, he interviewed him uh, a couple months ago about it and stuff like that. And I don't know, it seemed like a very beginner friendly sci-fi series that he's writing now, and it's massive. It's essentially like two of his normal books smashed together. Um, forget how i forget the page count but it's big uh so i picked that up um i don't know i'm gonna be reading that at some point in time soon i'm sure at some point i'll uh uh want to give warcraft a little bit of break but yeah um uh but yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna be jumping into that soon so and before before anybody listening jumps on my head i know i confused terry goodkind and terry pratchett terry pratchett was the one who wrote good omens with neil gaiman I get gotcha. I, I get him and Terry Goodkind confused, and yeah. I don't know why, but I do. Terry, like, just, I guess, I guess the name. I guess, yeah. but it's just I do that. I do that all the time. Um, I did know who I, w- I I knew who I meant, but the mm-hmm. like the more I talked, I was like, that that doesn't sound right. Right. It doesn't sound right, and uh, so it, it had to take. It took me a minute. And I was like, no, that isn't right. It's it's Terry Pratchett. Um, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, that that fixes that. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know, man. Uh, I'm gonna be excited jumping into that. Uh, uh, I've been in a lot into a lot of sci-fi recently because um, the Expanse. Uh, that's another series I kind of want to pick up, even though I heard like the books are exactly like the show. So I don't know how much fun I'd have reading the books and just knowing the show. Yeah. I feel like I feel like with Game of Thrones, uh, there's so much more. Uh, and I asked my buddy who's read all of the Song of Ice and Fire and seen the show, all of uh, the Expanse series, which I think there's like one more coming out. And he's like, it's not really the same because they put everything in the show. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, OK. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, let's let's get into it, man. Uh, what? Uh, yeah. So we have a ton of delays, right? 
Yeah, yeah, we got a, a bunch of a bunch of news about delays uh, that came out this week. Uh, we talked about uh, they moved Bond, they moved No Time to Die from essentially Thanksgiving this year to April 2nd of next year. Mm-hmm. Um, that mm-hmm. bumped Fast 9 or F9 or F this franchise will never end uh, from April 2nd to May 28th, uh, mm-hmm. 2021. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion was going to come out next June. Uh, it was going to come out June 11th next year. It's going to come out June 10th of 2022. Did you see the poster? I did. Uh, it's yeah. neat. I like it. I like the simplicity of it. It's it's very. Oh, yeah. It harkens back to the original where it's just the logo, but in amber this time. I like that. Yeah. That's a nice touch. Smart. That's the first thing you see in the first movie. I think that was cool. Yeah. Um, we mentioned Dune. Dune was going to come out around Christmas this year. It got bumped to next October. Uh, mm. Coming out October 1st, which coming from Warner Brothers was weird because the Batman was also scheduled for next October 1st. It's mm. been moved to March 4th, 2022. Oh, um, my goodness. Yeah, big leap. Um, but <laughs> they moved, interestingly, though, they moved the Matrix 4 up from uh, April 1st, 2022 to December 22nd, 2021. Uh, which I thought was strange, but okay, it's going to come out next next Christmas. But uh, and then they took Black Adam and Minecraft off the schedule entirely, at least for the time being. Uh, they moved the Flash and Shazam, but that's like three years from now, so I didn't put them on here. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I think the Flash. I think both of them were scheduled twenty twenty two, and they got bumped to twenty twenty three or something like that. Hmm. But. Uh, you know, I'll I'll believe the in the Flash movie when it actually happens. Yeah, because there have been so many, there have been right. so many problems with that. Yeah. So I don't know, but yeah, next I'm telling you, man, next year is going to be stacked if all these yeah. movies come out when they're supposed to. I think there's there's something like a dozen different, like there's one every month, like giant tentpole kind of title. Yeah. Um, so I, it's, I don't know, I don't know. We'll see what happens next year. We have to finish getting through this year, but I, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Stuff might come out around Christmas. That's yeah. that's really and really, it's just Wonder Woman. Like yeah. that's that's it. Everything else has moved. West Side Story got bumped a year. You know, it was supposed mm. to come out this Christmas. It's coming out next Christmas. Mm. Uh, the one that bums me out the most was In the Heights because I was I was so excited about In the Heights. Um, but that's not coming out till next summer, maybe. Um, uh-huh. We'll see. <clears throat> yeah, that was supposed to be out. I think either in June or July, um, and then it got bumped a year. I was like, ah, that sucks. But yeah, but I get it. Um, but yeah, next year is going to be pretty well packed if if everything holds, which I doubt to be honest. I think the stuff in like the first. Everything that's going to come out before the summer, mm-hmm. everything before Black Widow, I think is probably going to get moved a little bit still. Oh, wow. Honestly. Um, yeah, I, man, until they, until, they, until they have some sort of thing to make people um, feel better about going to the theater, like I said, unless there's some sort of... Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to think what, you know, 
uh, besides getting the vaccine, what could make people feel comfortable? How could they turn this around? I mean, you know, unless you unless you plexiglass in every other seat, you know, but that's yeah. Who's gonna right? There's first off, that's gonna be a pain in the ass to clean. Yeah, it's it's also not you don't want that. You don't no, want yeah, that. and I and You're... I and I get it. You know, um, the the idea of going to the movies is to go to the movies. And right. if people don't feel comfortable going to the movies, then you don't really have an industry. Right. And that's I, the thing is, is people already before COVID, you know, people were like, Hey, I have uh, a big ass screen in my house. I have surround sound. I have a pretty good viewing experience. So it was, the theater was already losing people to that alone. Yeah. Um, and now it's like, ugh, it was just, what can you do? There's nothing you can do. Um, I don't know. They, they need to get bought out some, or not bought out, but they need to get bailed out somehow. Yeah. There's, there's going to have to be, there's just going to have to be, but you know, and in the meantime, I'm sure they'll, they'll keep running, you know, all six Mm -hmm. Rocky movies on a loop or whatever it is. They're, they're, they're re-airing or what have you, but, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's going to be re- like this next year entirely, you know, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd, I'd love to see like this time next year, where are we, you know, are how many locations have closed, how many people are laid off, how many movies still haven't come out, you know, right. like what's like a year from now, I really want to see what's happened. Like what's, what's the holiday season 2021 actually going to shake out like, um, because I don't think next year's dates are set in stone. I don't. Um, but we'll see, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I completely agree. Um, I, 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 don't see, I don't see a way out of this. <laughs> it's it's going to be tough. It's, it's yeah. going to be tough and it's going to suck. And it's going to be like this for a while. It's going to take – it will take the, the – the movie theater industry a long time to bounce back this isn't going to happen overnight it's not going to happen in a year it's it's mm. going to take two or three years to get back to i, I you know i i say normal in quotes mm-hmm. you know but yeah well it, hopefully sometime next year our government will get their shit together and some sort of bailout will happen because it, it has to at this point um yeah. There's too there's too many people without a job. There's too many people. This would affect. I mean, I mean, re, with with Regal closing down again, mm-hmm. uh, it's that affects. I think what is it forty thousand people? Yeah, like that's nothing to sneeze at, man. Not just the movie theaters. It's the the Hollywood in general. Like that whole industry will crash. Yeah. Uh, like if you you know maybe you make the content, but if you're not. You know, movie theaters need movies as much as movies need movie theaters. Studios exactly. studios can't live on streaming services and digital sales alone. Mm-hmm. They can't. They're right. you know, for for there to be movies, there need to be movie theaters. Right. There right. there just have to be. You know, D- Disney Plus and Netflix and what have you are viable only for so much and for so right. long. Right. You know, the the Avengers the, the, the MCU doesn't happen on Disney Plus. Exactly. It doesn't. The the shows yeah. will and the shows will be neat, but they're yeah. a whole different thing. You don't get endgame mm-hmm. on your tablet. 
Right. If that's if that's the biggest screen that they're aiming for, or you know, or yeah, I mean, you know, some people have great home entertainment systems, and you're right, but mm-hmm. that's still not the same. Right. It's not. And it damn sure doesn't make you know three billion dollars that way. Right. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. It's. I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. TV will be fine. TV will be fine because TV is always going to be TV. But movies are going to be, it's, it, you know, we come back in a year and see what's what. It's really going to be interesting. Yeah, people, I think people are going to be like, hey, I, I, I hear it from my family because usually they come to me like, hey, what's a good movie out? They're like, Adam, there's nothing. Nope. Like, they're like, I miss the big summer blockbusters. I miss the gangster films. I miss the... Uh, the big action movies, the big comp, like they're like I'm looking through Amazon and it's a ghost town of, or it's hit or miss. You know, they're like uh, some of my family said they rented some. Um, uh, oh God, who was in the movie? Um, I forget. I forget what the actor <laughs> was. Was uh, but uh, what what were the movies? I might be able to help. I'm trying to think of the what he said um i forget if it was a salone movie no it wasn't salone um but so it's i forget i forget what the actor was but he said it was totally a garbage movie um (laughs) and i'm like yeah that's kind of what you know that's part for the course with uh those old actors that that are still around making movies that go directly to uh, you know, on demand. Right. Yeah. There, yeah. And I mean, you know, straight to the, the interesting. Bruce Willis. That's who it was. Oh, well, oh that's, yeah. I was trying to think of the, I'm like, come on, who was it again? I was like, it wasn't Stallone. It was Bruce Willis. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> well, and he's I mean, making like garbage movies right now. <laughs> he's the, uh, well, I mean, Bruce Willis has been making garbage movies for a while, but what happens the average I guess what I mean is to the average Joe that's a little bit older they don't know that they're just like oh that's Bruce Willis it's got you know this should be interesting yeah and then they're (laughs) they're like oh no it's it's not it's terrible it's trash right yeah yeah but yeah it's I I don't know man yeah I don't know next next year is just so weird because if you look at the just looking at a at a brief rundown uh, Variety's got a great thing of like here's here's everything for the next year and a half in a sense. March of next year, starting next year, March 2021 uh, is Morbius. May is Black Widow. June is Venom. July is Shang Chi. August is the Suicide Squad. November is the Eternals. December is supposed to be whatever the third Sony Spider-Man movie is. Uh, February of 2022 is Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, March, the Batman. Also, March 2022 is Doctor Strange 2. Uh, they're saying May might be Black Panther 2. I think that's what's penciled in, but that's definitely going to change. Uh, and then July of 2022 is the Captain Marvel sequel. So, I mean, that's, you know, that year and a bit. I mean, that's pretty packed. But I think that changes. I think everything before Black... I think I think Morbius moves again. I really do. I think Morbius moves to October because there's nothing coming yeah. out in October that I'm yeah. looking at. I think I think Morbius gets bumped seven months. I really do. Um, 
and it's going to suck, but I think it'll be better off for it. Put yeah. it early in October, you know, you don't, or even just like right at the beginning, you know, cause you've got the suicide squad in August and then you've got September and October wide open. And I get why back to school is never a good time for a movie. September is a dead zone for movies. I get that. But start off October, middle of October with Morbius. I just think that's, I think that sells. I think that absolutely sells. Oh yeah. That's uh you know, and I know there's it's, a there's a Halloween movie in there somewhere too, but this was just looking at superhero movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I do I think you can drop Morbius like the like the second week of October, and and let that ride until you get to Eternals. I think that's I think you can get a good I think you get a solid three weeks out of Morbius easy. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing I didn't even think about it. Like Marvel is in a weird not a weird time, but they're more in like a little bit more of an ex like. They're doing different things. Uh, they're, I feel like they're moving in a little bit of a different direction where they're not going to be so reliant on their uh, big heroes like Captain America and, uh, you know, I guess Thor's going to be there, but not Iron Man. They're going with, like, newer characters. And when I say newer, I mean to, like, the world, uh, the, the general audience, right? They've never seen these heroes before, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's it's gonna be an interesting time. I'm curious how my friends are gonna react when they're when they go see some of these movies with the characters they just haven't seen before. Same goes for the TV. Like they don't know Moon Knight, uh, they don't know Captain Marvel or uh, Miss Marvel. I mean, um, you know, there's a lot of these characters they just don't know about. I'm curious if it's gonna have the same effect that like Iron Man had, where they they didn't really know Iron Man, but they knew Iron Man after you know after the movie, right? Uh, so I, I'm curious how these hit. It's such a weird time uh, to it's, to see that not only that shift happen, but now we have the shift in how are we going to get people in the theater to see these? And I think those are going to be the movies that do it, if anything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we we got we got to have those soon. Um, yeah, man, it's whew. yeah. I'm looking at this. Uh, Black Adam has just been removed. Yeah, that and the yeah. the Minecraft movie they've been working on, they just took them off the schedule uh, entirely, yeah. which which is basically their way of saying, "Look, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna make them and see." Uh. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think Black Adam's probably the best one, uh, you know, after Wonder Woman that's gonna be coming out. So that's that's interesting. Yeah, uh, but we'll see. I guess um, real fast, I'll mention the well, no, well. You, did you see the Minecraft news this this week? Oh, that uh, that Steve is the next. Steve's in Smash Bros. Smash. Yeah. God. <laughs> like when Kirby swallows him, he turns into a brick uh, or a cube. Yeah. Little stupid things like that. I I I love that kind of stuff because it just shows you're seeing Nintendo, you're seeing Microsoft in the same game. Uh, and even though Minecraft has been on everything, I think it's still so cool that they play they play with each other well. That's uh, fair. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, uh, I kind of got the feeling. You know, we all know um, uh, Metal Gear was on Nintendo, right? But like, that's a Sony franchise in my head. Yeah, uh, it's and an, so that it, it, yeah. I, like I know it's been especially like five and everything is on Xbox and what have you. But it's mm-hmm. so it's so it's linked with PlayStation. Yes, like, uh, exactly. Like any of the Final Fantasy VII characters, I think of PlayStation. So, right. um, so when I see it on a Nintendo console, I'm like, this is cool. Like, I'm glad that Microsoft is playing along and have I have hopes for their relationship in the future. Um, 
but yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought it was kind of cool. It's yeah. I haven't played Smash in a minute, but man, they just, just keep adding them. <laughs> Yeah. But still no Goku. Yep, still no Goku. <laughs> that's the one I wanted. Maybe they hold that out that till I, for last. I told you it'll never happen. I know. It'll never happen. I would I, I would love for it to. I want you to be right. I really do. But it's never gonna happen. That's the only holdout at this point. There's literally no one else. Everything is such a surprise now. It, yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like everybody's been saying, well, who else is gonna get on it? Maybe we can't crash. think of anything, and then you get and then you get Steve from Minecraft, and it's like, oh, we never thought of that. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is, like, Crash Bandicoot. And that I don't think you're going to see because it's in... Well, but it's not really exclusive, It's Activision. Though, it's it's, it, it's on the Switch. It is a character on a Nintendo console. I, I would that not be surprised. That is the only requirement. That would not surprise me, honestly. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's, it, that, that's really the only other... Because then you have Mario... You have, you'd have Mar- you'd have Mario, Sonic, and Crash. Like I mean, there's Mario, your three. Sonic, Crash. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I guess the only other one would be like Master Chief. Really, if you really wanted to, to it, it, that would be the biggest Microsoft icon to put on there. Right. Um, even though Steve's probably bigger just because of how big Minecraft is, but uh, yes, uh, one. That's the other thing is like. Steve is for not our generation. It's for the younger kids. Oh, no, they yeah, all totally. Know who he is, oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. No, to, in their eyes, that's like getting the biggest, you know, character in the world on there. So yeah. I, if you got Master Chief somehow in there, like, that's it. That's the, that's the best Smash Bros. that ever, ever, ever will be, you know? Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, I accidentally have the character pass thing, too, so... I hope that I accidentally have the character pass. Yeah, one of my one of my friends' kids were was messing with it and accidentally bought it. And I can't be mad. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I have this now. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I have the character pass. I haven't booted it up for anything. Uh, they play it all the time, but yeah, God, no. I can't remember the last time I played Smash. I don't think they had started releasing the DLC characters yet yeah yeah smash is one of those like if you're not if like you don't have a bunch of guy roommates or girls or you know what i mean a bunch of roommates uh, i say that because that's when i really played smash it was when i lived with my two roommates yeah. uh, and they were in college and they, we just, that's all we did <laughs> right we would play Wii bowling and smash but if you're if you don't have like a bunch of roommates around your age that are play, like i feel like that's the perfect age to play smash or you're a kid and you're playing with your brothers and sisters right right i mean couch co-op uh, yeah, exactly. Or couch competition or whatever. You, you know, that kind of yeah. – that's if, what it's made for. You know? Right. And if you're a little bit older and you're the only one that plays video games in your house, it's not the same. It's You're not going to get the same experience. No. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, – yeah. So I, I get that. That's the feeling I get when I play it. I'm like, well, this would be cool if I had like two or three other people here to play it with that would really want to play it with. Uh yeah, the only time I get to play with something usually like that is like Mario Kart for some reason. Yeah. That one's easier for someone to pick up and understand what's going on because the Smash is just a bunch of characters going bananas on the screen, literally. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Didn't mean to derail <laughs> it there. But, yeah, Minecraft and Black Adam moved from the schedule. Yeah. Yeah, so they'll they'll come out whenever they come out. There, Warner mm-hmm. Brothers is having to look at all manner of stuff right now. So as is everybody else. But right, but, uh, I'm just curious who's going to get this Slinky movie. <laughs> I don't. 
I thought it was a joke. Yeah, no, not a joke. Real thing that's happening. Uh, uh, Tamara Davis, who did Billy Madison and Half Baked, is doing a movie based on the Slinky. Uh, it's going to be it, it, Slinky. Of course, was was uh, created by a guy named Richard James. Uh, really by accident it was one of those things he worked he was some kind of engineer or mechanic or whatever um, and I want to say it was like a naval engineer or something it was something that was actually like oh this 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 happened here really well that's odd and just happened to notice that like hey the spring that he was working with fell down and like rolled over itself down a, a stack I think it was like a stack of books or something and for some reason that captivated him and so he fine-tuned it and eventually invented the slinky and started the company and then he and his wife divorced and he took off to be a missionary in bolivia um and left her to run the company and and take care of i think they had like seven kids just like bye here you go um, so is this a movie about the creation of the slinky and like the life story basically uh it's gonna focus more on her really, oh and how actually, she i'm interested yeah it's it's more like how you know they'll be the hey this is how slinky got started blah 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 yeah. and then this is where we join uh her name was betty uh okay and she when she took over the company in i think 1960 uh, okay. I did like very quick search on this because I was like, "What?" Was like, okay, I know nothing about the creation of the Slinky. Like, that's which right there is like, okay, well, I'm kind of interested mm-hmm. in this movie because you're like, they made it about the Slinky. It's like, yeah, okay, you don't really know that much about the Slinky, honestly. Wow, um, I I can't read. I was I saw this and it was like, <laughs> uh, it's a movie about Slinky, but not a Toy Story Slinky spinoff. Yeah, and no. it said Woody, and I was like, "Is this a Woody Allen movie?" No, no, nope, not a Woody Allen movie about Slinky. Um, that would be uh, interesting. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, that, this actually does sound kind of cool. I love that stuff. I love yeah. like, oh, she, hey, this is the history of something you just don't know about. Yeah, and she ran this company for I think almost forty years. I think she ran it. She ran it from six from nineteen sixty until like ninety eight. Oh my I think. god! And she was, you know, I mean, we're to, and I mean, this this was a company that consistently made bank. And she was in charge. And, I mean, you know, we're talking 60s and 70s, a woman in charge of a of a major corporation. Right. Like, oh, yeah. That's, that's crazy. That's, you know. So this, I, I, yeah, I'm excited about this. I think it'll actually be really interesting. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm, it's, it's weird. There, you know, Slinky Dog will be in it because that was a thing that they made, but, mm-hmm. but not, not in that way. Yeah. But I don't know. That'll be interesting. Um, in other weird news, remember Jamie Foxx's Electro from The Amazing Spider-Man 2? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Apparently he's going to be in the next Spider-Man movie. <laughs> yeah, I saw this. I mean, I guess this, to me, this confirms that they might be doing a Spider-Verse or setting it up. I, you know, it worked really well animated. Um I, I I don't hate it. I think because I think they can do it right. I, I genuinely believe they would know how to do it right. Um, and I think that it's going to have like I think WandaVision is really going to screw up the MCU in a good way. I don't mean like it's yeah. gonna ruin everything. I mean it's going to blow doors wide open. 
Yeah. Um, and I think we're going to see, you know, we, we know because we've been told constantly it's, it's going to serve almost as a prequel to Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's really going to kick doors open and it's going to, to reset things and change things and, and really just like, it's, you know, I think the idea of seeing all of the three movie Spider-Men on screen is not so crazy anymore. I really yeah. don't. I really think we see them. Um, no. And maybe even Miles too. I, I'd love it. I'd absolutely yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 man, I did not like Jamie Foxx as uh, Electro. This, I guess, would be uh, his second chance to change my mind, um, <laughs> I guess. Uh, or I guess it would be second chance. But you know what yeah. I mean? It, this would change. Hopefully he does a great job. This would be a great opportunity to do something different. Yeah. Hopefully they do something different. Um, I Because I, I liked him in that role. And I, I but I, I didn't. He like... was the Riddler from Batman Forever. I, I just don't want them to do that again. I, that's, I think that's too harsh. He, tell me he's not the Riddler character. No, because... He, he's exactly the same character. No, 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 no. He goes from... He goes from... It's the same story that happens to him that happens to the Riddler. And then he just goes off the walls for no reason. Yeah, but in a totally different way. And that's and that's kind of what I mean, though. In that he... I, I liked the casting, but I didn't like the writing. That's what I mean. No, no, no. Yeah. Like, okay, don't get me wrong. I love Jim Carrey, and uh, how do I say this? When I was a kid, I loved Batman Forever. Uh, I was a perfect age for that. Yeah, it's right? fun I when thought, you're oh, six. This is cool, <laughs> right? When you're older, you're like, oh god, this. What? What? What were they? Do- what were they thinking? Yeah. Uh, it was. It wouldn't work in 2022. I guess is when it would come out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd rather see Jamie Foxx, which we all know is a fantastic actor, an amazing actor with depth and, you know, he can be funny. Like, there's all sorts of things he can do. Don't do what they did again, I guess is what I'm saying. So you, I, I think we're exactly on the same page. Yeah. We like the casting 100%. But what they did with him, it didn't fit right at all. And that was like one of a million problems with that movie, even though I really liked uh, Andrew Garfield as uh, Peter Parker and the relationship uh, there that he had with Gwen, I just didn't like everything else. <laughs> yeah, no. Amazing Spider-Man 2 was, it was almost like they knew they weren't going to be making a third. Yeah. It really did feel like that, which was sad because there was so mm. much. I loved The Amazing Spider-Man. I, yes. Hands yeah. down, one of my favorite of of any of the Spider-Man movies. No question. Uh, yeah. Yes, it has its issues, but but it's but I mean, I just uh, it bums me out that Andrew Garfield didn't get to do more. Wow, because he was so he he's he was so good. He was so so good. But those you know, I I man, this just this could be really interesting. It could also be really bad. Um, mm-hmm. But I I. Th- I think they know well enough to do it right. You know, they yeah. saw how it worked in Spider-Verse as a standalone kind of thing. Because the 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 into the Spider-Verse is not it's canon without needing to be canon. It's mm-hmm. it is but it also it it exists in the same 
it, it exists in the same canon, but not in the same universe, uh, because it didn't touch the mainstream. Right, right. Um, but I feel like they can use that as a way of saying, okay, here, what worked in this and why? And right. then how did they fold that into whatever the hell else is going on? But but I don't know. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see what they do with this. And if this even turns out to be a thing, who knows? Um, yeah. But if, if, if he actually does show up, man, it's, it's going to raise a lot of questions about, you know, about J.K. Simmons. Yeah, yeah, like, it's is, it's a is is it just is there is there just one J. Jonah Jameson across like is is he the one constant across every Marvel universe, which I kind of think would be fantastic. Oh yeah. The the yeah. idea that the idea that JJ is just J.K. Simmons everywhere. Like it's just right. him. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I don't hate that. I really that think that's like that's the only thing. You get like a thousand different Spider Men together and they're just like, Yeah, that's Jonah. Mm-hmm. It sounds exactly like him. Looks exactly like it is him. What's he doing here? Right, right, exactly. This isn't my, this isn't my Earth. Why is he here? I'm from the that future, was... and it's still the same guy. What the hell? Right. <laughs> that was the perfect ending. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so good. Uh, cool, 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 man. So, what what else we got going on? So, so we have we we there is a there is a Borat sequel. It, Sasha Baron Cohen. It turns out went ahead and made Borat too. It's we'll we'll get to this. I'm I'm winding up for this title. Um, it's going to be a direct to Amazon movie. It's going to be on Perfect. Amazon Prime coming October 23rd, and it is called the Borat subsequent movie film: delivery of prodigious bribe to American regime for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan. <laughs> I got it in one. I really thought I was going to need like two or three. Yeah. Uh, but I, this is going to be really interesting just because Borat was such a thing of its time. And I, I don't know if that works twice. I think Sasha Barakoing is the smartest comedian still alive. I, 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 I don't entirely disagree with that. <laughs> I really His, don't. I went back and rewatched some of the Ali G over the last week while while I was working. I shouldn't have been doing that, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll say while I was on break, um, and it is still so goddamn. It's so funny. Yeah. The the when he gets in his Ali G character and he sets these people up so well because they think he's stupid right they're like oh god this guy he has no idea and he just sets them up so well and he puts them in the most uncomfortable positions and there might be a shred of truth to some of the things he's saying and it just completely catches them off guard oh he'll he goes to abortion rallies he goes to police academies you know he and not even just the ollie g character but he'll do borat of course um uh and he has that other character, uh, Bruno, right? Yeah. Um, and it just it completely throws everybody off. Um, and you know, he he. Uh, I saw some interviews too where he was talking about what he'll do is before the camera starts rolling, he was interviewing. He was talking to a politician, an American politician, and he uh, he he was acting like, "Hey, yo, where do we go here? I'm about to go to the United States soon, and I'd like to check." And they're like, "You're in the United States." He goes, "I thought I was in America." He he throws them off to go, "Oh, this guy's an idiot," and then they film. Yeah. And so they're just the whole time, <laughs> they're just like annoyed, and it's 
brilliant because he gets them every time. I think you're right though that everyone knows Borat. So how do you make a film like that? Somehow he does. Somehow he he was able to film this. I think it's been enough time away that some people don't know who Borat is. Fair. Never seen the movies because they're young. Um, and he has just spent so much time away from that character. But it's the perfect time to do it. Like right, it's it's the perfect time to release it right before election. Uh, you know, they, they showed they had Mike Pence in the in the in the movie. Like, I'm I'm curious to see. I'm curious to see what's in this film. Yeah, because <laughs> um, the the first one was in 2006, so it's been 14 yes. years. Right, exactly. Um, so I am I this I am waiting for the, this is my kind of comedy. Uh, it can be super cringy. Like I hate when he goes a little bit overboard, but my favorite is like my favorite was the show when he was just he nails them every time, <laughs> or he'll just ask the most ridiculous questions and they just don't know how to handle him. They don't know how to respond and they end up looking stupid in the process. Um, every once in a while, someone will kind of be like, "Yeah, well, like they'll go along with it," uh, and it just oh man, have you seen? Um, his show what is america on showtime no i've i had, you, you I had have heard to about see it. that yeah i forgot who the politician was like, i think it was like atlanta that resigned after after that show came out yeah i think that was when i heard about it because he just got just absolutely just stone cold slaughtered over oh yeah like, like whatever like stupid thing he got caught on tape racial day. slurs um he said some uh stuff towards the gay community like the the thing is is the Borat character, or the, the character he was portraying was a militant, far-right, I forgot what country he was from, um, but he gets them real comfortable, right? He gets them real comfortable to say whatever they want, um, and the and they just, he kind of gives them enough rope to hang themselves, if that makes sense. Yeah. And all of the nasty things that you think about when you think these politicians think about or what they believe they it it just like he like i said he just gives them enough rope and then it spills out and it's like they don't even like like they know they're being filmed like it's so clear as day that but they maybe they don't think it would be played here in the united states maybe whatever country his character was from i forgot what country was from somewhere in europe but it was like a far right uh like like extremists like this is how we take care of the terrorists in our countries in our country i forgot what what it was um he played a bunch of characters in that show so i'm mixing them up in my head but anyway uh it's brilliant it's so good and he gets a lot of politicians on that show i even think he he has bernie sanders on at one point um uh you know he, he's got a lot of them so uh it's great it's you need to see that. If you you need to go on after the show, you have to see what is America. I'm sure you can find it on the internet. Um, it is his. It's exactly what his Borat show is, just with new characters, um, and they're they're great. <laughs> but sorry, I know I'm I'm uh, <laughs> I'm getting all excited about a movie you said that was of its time. But man, it's it's that I, I love Sasha Barico and I think he's brilliant. Yeah. No, I mean that's that's fair, and I mean the the thing that people forget: this dude graduated from Cambridge. All right, like oh, this smart. Is, this is a smart as hell guy. He wrote his he wrote his like undergrad. What I don't want to say thesis because I don't think it was a thesis, but basically that the the undergrad version of that on the American Civil Rights Movement. 
Like mm-hmm. this is somebody who knows what he's talking about. He's 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 so quick in these kind of intense situations where you have to be fast, you have to be funny, you have to stay in character, you have to not get killed. I've never seen anyone on his level do this. Um and it's brilliant. Like I I, I love it. Uh uh, he's actually in a serious movie too, right? Coming out. Um, yeah. Is it? Um, he uh, plays someone who is. Uh, it's like a murder trial or something it's like the, that. It's about the Chicago Seven. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the it's the uh, the trial of the Chicago Seven. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he kind of do it all. It's out. It's been out. Oh, okay. Okay. I yeah. I didn't know. I seen a trailer. Uh, for it comes it, so. to it's. It it did that thing of like select theaters like last month and then it's out on Netflix in two weeks. Oh, okay. For a week of well, actually, just over not this Friday but next. It's the sixteenth. Okay. Um, yeah. Gotcha. That's that's actually that'll oh. be interesting. I'm sorry. It was a uh, the the character I was taught I was thinking of. He's got a few of them in there. One of them was the Israel military, a former agent of Mossad. <laughs> so just—it's ridiculous. <laughs> that's in uh, Who Is America? That, yeah. That's the character I was thinking of. Um, where he he comes up with the idea of kindergartians, where they want to train oh kindergartner kindergarten kids <laughs> to use guns, and I forgot who the politician was that showed up in it. Uh, but oh my god, it is so bad. Um. Yeah. Um, bad. Yeah. He had that politician. Who was that politician in the South? Uh, he was running for office, and then they found out that he might have, he might have had a relationship with someone that was under eighteen. That doesn't narrow it down any. <laughs> I think um, it was Alabama. Oh, um, the um, the the guy that Doug Jones beat. Um, I can't remember the dude's name. Um, the one he, who, the one who still checks out high school cheerleaders at the mall. Yes, um, he had him on there, and of course he starts going off about like he's making him feel comfortable about talking about. Oh, he has a little wand, and he's like, "We got this wand where you know it can tell if someone's a pedophile," and he's waving it over himself, and then he accidentally goes over the guy, and it beeps. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, this must be wrong." <laughs> It's his yeah. face. Oh, He's just dead staring at Sasha Barry Cohen. <laughs> just, it's so good. It's so, you gotta see it, man. It's, it's, <laughs> it's great. Um, sorry, I know it sounds so immature, but man, it, I, I, I love when he gets the the when he when he gets when he gets the wool pull. These people get the wool pull over their eyes. It's so good. Yeah. Was it Roy Moore was the guy's name, That's right? it. That Roy Moore, it. yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's... Oh, my God. There was there was apparently Ted Koppel had an interview on this at some point. Yep. God, yep. I thought he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of crazy stuff in Who is America. And and I get like all of these people who are upset because they got duped, but I mean it's kind of your own fault, really. Yeah. Like I'm sorry, but it is. You know. Oh, if, totally. If you if you and your team don't vet the people interviewing you, mm-hmm. like that's that's on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean. Yeah. 
Uh, although I'm I'm biased, I I still remember uh, Ralph Garman, who who does Hollywood Babylon with Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. He back during the height of of when when we were calling them Freedom Fries years right. years ago, called just call, just randomly called around France, pretending to be Jerry Lewis, mm-hmm. because Jerry Lewis is huge in France. They love him over there, and the big finale because he was doing this when he was still with K Rock. Yeah. Out in LA, this was still on the radio, and uh, the big finale was they called, uh, they called the the was it the presidential palace or whatever it is over there when uh, Jacques Chirac was still in charge, and uh, pretended to be Jerry Lewis, and mm. he thought they had hung up on him. It turns oh, wow. out that the the person that answered the phone, whoever it was, you know. Uh, the the secretary or or whoever it was had actually just put him on hold to go get Jacques Chirac, mm. and so Chirac got on the phone and had a, a a relatively not short phone call with a Jerry Lewis impersonator. Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, and they aired it. I mean, it it went. It, you know, they they aired it, and oh the shit storm that followed. Uh, oh, I bet. <laughs> Oh, I bet. <laughs> oh, it was. I yeah. mean, from everywhere, every side. Uh, but it's it's just that thing of like I, you know, mm-hmm. vet your I, stuff, man. Just, oh yeah. Like, oh it's, yeah. It's your own damn fault. Yeah, he. I'm seeing here. Jason Spencer, Republican state representative from Georgia, resigned after appearing on the show where he was filmed walking backwards with his pants down yelling racial episodes like he gets he like i said he gives them enough rope to hang themselves and they totally do they totally just yeah it's it's that thing of like it's not manipulated it's not edited there's no there's no trickery in the sense of no yeah Yeah. they're not taking anybody's words out of context it's just it's and i think bernie sanders does like I, i think he was one of the ones that were just like he was like I think he called the guy. I think he called Sasha Baron an idiot at some point. But he was like, "No, that's not what it means. It means this. This is, you know, Bernie Sanders. I, I can't do a Bernie Sanders impression, but he was very politely saying, "No, that's not it. Uh, let me explain. This is what I'm trying to explain. You know, and it. <laughs> but he didn't. He, and some of these guys are just so off the rockers. Um, but yeah, man. It, and there, I saw an interview where he's talking about how. Um, Back in the day when he he hosted like the MTV Movie Awards, and uh, he had some guy come out as the leader of Kazakhstan, and Kazakhstan spent like thirty million dollars on a campaign to say how the leader of Kazakhstan was not at the MTV Movie Awards, (laughs) and he found out that the that the the, I don't know was the president of Kazakhstan or whoever was coming to the United States uh, to meet with our president at the time. Um, I think it was Obama, I guess. Uh, and uh, Sasha Barakow was like, I got to meet him. I got to see him. <laughs> and so I, I, I didn't see if they've actually met or anything like that. But he was just talking about how he flew to Washington, D.C. He tried to see him. He was shouting at him. <laughs> I just like that. That's my kind of comedy. That, like It's so ridiculous and over the over the top. And. Uh, it's a it's a mixture of the the real and fake. Um, yeah, and and it, yeah, seeing seeing these dumb idiots get uh, uh, <laughs> uh get played, it, it's great. And and like you said, there, there's at any time they can just say no. 
they can just say nope the, the interview's over yeah. <laughs> and they do some of them do um but man anyway sorry we didn't have to go on a whole borat thing but i'm it's, excited it's, for that yeah it's 2020 and we just did like 10 minutes on borat what the hell is this year <laughs> hey man we need something to laugh at we need you know we we need something good to happen i'll, t- I'll tell you what's what's fantastic yeah um, there's one of the the comedians who i love watching on youtube is uh, steve hofstetter i don't know have you ever heard of him um no i haven't okay he got he got big on youtube because he was just uploading you know how basically every comedian at some point gets heckled during their set even right. even big names if they go out and work a friday late show somewhere there's right. always a drunk there's always an idiot uh, and it happens to every comedian everywhere. He just decided he was going to post those videos up on YouTube. Okay. And it made him, it 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 just, it absolutely, his career took off because of okay. it. Uh, cool. And definitely check him out because holy hell, he is funny. Okay. Uh, it's, it's not just like, oh my God, he got heckled, but it's that he is just ruthless with, with mm-hmm. these people. It's fantastic. And it's how I imagine most comedians are when it comes to hecklers uh he just decided he was gonna put this stuff up on youtube and it took off um he and and a handful of other comedians uh uh, i know ben glebe is one of them have started a virtual comedy club they started it around the time the pandemic was shutting everything down it's it's uh what is it the uh the social it's like the social distancing social anti-social club or something like that oh okay Uh, and it's basically just every i don't know if it's every week or every day or every other day or whatever it is um but it's like a cheap virtual ticket to a stand-up show okay and they've done and you can see the setup that they have because they've shown some behind the scenes stuff where it's it's a lot like how the nba is done or how wwe is done with the thunderdome where Mm -hmm. It's just a here's a stand-up guy or whoever, and in front of them is just a wall of screens with okay. with different people on them. It's a, you know it's basically just a giant Zoom conference more or less. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, but but Steve, because of all of the craziness going around, there was a there was a professor or someone at I want to say it was FSU, who decided that because he was on. You know, he he had the ability to, and I don't remember the full story, um, but basically he was one of those people who could nominate somebody for a Nobel Peace Prize. Okay. And said, you know what would be absolutely hysterical and also makes more sense than some of the people who are nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize is if this comedian was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Right. And, you know, there's a great, like, the nomination letter is great. Like, it's a, it's a glowing tribute, blah, blah, blah. Obviously not somebody who deserves a Nobel Peace Prize, but it's, mm-hmm. it's meant to just kind of highlight how kind of silly the process is. Right. But it gives him the greatest, and he pointed this out, he said it gives him the greatest comeback ever to, you know, because he does, he's, 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 a, he's a Jewish redhead. So his comedy is, oh, so his okay. comedy is very liberal. Right, uh, and he he has no problem with with anti Trump and anti GOP material, and he said this gives him the greatest comeback ever. To if somebody wants to say, well, yeah, well, yeah, well, Trump was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize, 
he said that get, he said he gets to say yeah me too so what <laughs> and, and i thought that's just like that is beautiful like that's just magnificent that's perfect uh, but absolutely pull it look up his channel on youtube it's steve hofstetter uh, and you'll see it it's all heckler clips uh he has and he has specials up full length specials up there for free he's got like four of them i think now uh and just and just oh it's it's killer it's it's so damn funny what's his last name hofstetter I don't exactly know how to spell it, but YouTube right. should be able to help. Huh? Yeah, I found him. Cool. But it's, yeah, and he's got material that goes back, you know, years. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's, it's clever and funny as hell. That's my, that's my favorite part is, is how clever it is. Yeah. It's smart comedy. Right. Uh, but yeah, absolutely check him out. He's, 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 he's hysterical. Yeah, I'll check him out. That's cool. But uh, I just, I just, I love, I love that that's been a recent story because God, that's that's just so funny, right? <laughs> uh, well, cool, man. Where where are we even at? I have totally lost. Uh, we are on TV news now. Cool. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So uh, Disney Plus. Uh, we talked we talked last week about She Hulk. Uh, mm-hmm. This week we found out they cast their Ms. Marvel. They cast their their uh, Kamala Khan. Uh, Iman Vellani, which is a name that pretty much nobody will have ever heard of because she hasn't actually really done anything before, uh, which I think is fantastic. I, you know, because I think we talked about this last week. Uh, I don't know if it was, I think it might have been with She-Hulk because I wasn't familiar with who they cast. I know it was somebody from Orphan Black. But yes. It was not somebody I was familiar with outside of that. But I, I loved the idea of them getting either less established names or in this case someone who is brand new basically mm-hmm. um and right. i think that's just i think that's awesome like i can't wait this could be really cool yeah yeah no i'm excited uh it's one of my favorite characters especially in the last however many years uh, uh miss marvel is awesome um so I'm, I'm excited for this and yeah you know like you said it it's a new actress. Uh, it'll be a fresh face, someone that, you know, kind of like Mark Hamill when he came out was Luke Skywalker. Like, I hope uh, I hope this is kind of like that, you know. Um, we'll just – I'm excited, dude. I'm so fucking excited. Yeah. Um, uh, what other – there's 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 Miss Marvel. There's um, – It's uh, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, Moon Knight – and I really feel like there was one more that they announced that I can never remember. Oh, okay. So Moon Knight's kind of the only one we're still waiting for. I think this is going to be the biggest one out of those. Uh, I think Miss Marvel is going to be huge um, uh, for people. Yeah. Um, no, I think I think in terms of like like Moon Knight is going to be great for people who mm-hmm. who who want a Batman TV show. Uh, yes. Because that's kind of what it's going to be. It's going to be like a Batman Punisher kind of hybrid TV show. Yeah. Um, she Hulk is going to be interesting because I'm going to be curious to see, like, how much of that is. It's it's going to be kind of like Daredevil, in how much of it is going to be focused on the courtroom side of things. I hope it's mostly courtroom, honestly. <laughs> I, I I think so too. Like, I mm-hmm. would love to see more of the yeah. like the the Law and Order side of it than the superhero mm-hmm. side of it. Right. Um, right. But. 
Miss Marvel is going to be just really, really interesting because mm-hmm. you, it's going to be, you know, I mean, it's definitely like a teen drama kind of coming of age story, mm-hmm. but there's so many layers to it. You know, is yeah. she still going to be inhuman? Uh, you know, not to mention right. her, 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 uh, not to mention being a Muslim, you know, like it's, yeah. it's really, really going to be interesting. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, we also have, uh, I, I keep forgetting that Hawkeye and Loki are also ones that we're getting. Mm-hmm. I always forget those two. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Loki's do, will do good. Hawkeye. I'm curious how that will work. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see what else we got going on. Uh, we also have, uh, a new Godzilla anime coming to Netflix. Oh, okay. Um, which it's, it's titled Godzilla singular point. Yeah. Uh, it's Hmm. coming out next year. It's not going to have anything to do with the anime movies that are on Netflix. Hmm. It's going to be a whole different timeline, whatever. Oh, okay. So that's, that's really it. That's all we know about that. Um, and also did you catch the gentleman? The movie that came out, I think it was this year. I don't think I did. Oh, you should. Uh, Guy, Guy Ritchie, Ritchie movie, right? starring uh, Matthew McConaughey, yeah. and uh, I can't remember the name of the guy who was uh, Jax from Sons of Anarchy. Uh, right. I can't right. remember, but him, uh, along with a bunch of other people, like that cat, like a really good cast: Colin Farrell, mm-hmm. uh, but a handful of others. Good movie. A good movie. Better than I expected it was going to be. Yeah. Um, so definitely check that out if you can. But uh, Guy Ritchie is developing a TV series based off of it. Oh, okay. Uh, and he's he's writing, directing, and Matthew McConaughey is going to star. That's awesome. So that's I, that's really going to be interesting. That's also going to be a big budget because I imagine oh, yeah. he doesn't work cheap. No, not, not at all. <laughs> but yeah, that should I'd, be interesting. I'm excited for this because the movie was really good. Like it was way, way better than I was expecting it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. but it's you know it's that thing of like oh this looks like it might be fun it's Guy Ritchie it's 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 you know kind of a it's it's a gangster movie uh, mm-hmm. in a sense but it was it was it was really good I definitely recommend checking that out for sure okay cool um, <clears throat> I think that's that's really all the TV news. Not a ton of news in general this week, really. Um, yeah, we got a little video game news. The uh, the PS Plus games for October, I think, are out. Right? It's mm-hmm. Tuesday, Wednesday. It's Wednesday by now. Yeah. Uh, but so they're out. Uh, Need for Speed Payback and Vampire. De- decent offerings. Not the not mm-hmm. the worst they've had recently. Yeah. Um. There's. This is a strange quartet, though, for the Xbox games with gold. Because I've only heard of one of these. Mm. Um, the, the Xbox One games, uh, the one that's out for the month of October is uh, Slayaway Camp. Mm. Uh, not just Slayaway Camp, but the Butcher's Cut of Slayaway Camp. Mm. Never heard of it. Yeah, Couldn't no, tell you anything about it. Uh, so I'll, you know, I, I always at least check these games out. They're free. There's nothing to lose. Yeah. Um, yeah. but that's the one that's available, you know, until the 31st, uh, the, the, the mid month release, uh, available from October 16th to November 15th 
is made of skur. Never heard of it. No, hadn't either. Couldn't tell you. I know, again, nothing about it. Um, And then the the backwards compatible games, uh, the first one available from the 1st to the 15th is Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy. Hmm. Sure. Okay. I, I like that they've gone with a theme here. Like, it's all a Halloween theme, and I appreciate that. Um, but then this one is the only one that I've heard of, and it's available from October 16th, October 31st, and it's Costume Quest. I oh. I enjoyed Costume Quest. Uh, Costume Quest 2 either is on Game Pass or was available with gold at some point in the past, because I have it somehow. I don't remember. I, I don't remember which way I got it. Yeah, but, I remember uh, it on PlayStation. Yeah. At some point. But uh, but yeah, it costume quest is fun. I I enjoyed yeah. it. I'm I'm glad it's going to be one of these. Um, cool. And it's a fun kids because it's about kids trick or treating, and it's it's a good video game that you can also play as a kid. Like this is oh. this is a good. It's a kids RPG, which is odd in a way, I guess. But yeah. Um. But. Uh, and we talked about WoW. We talked about Shadowlands being delayed. Mm-hmm. Um, they've announced Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered mm-hmm. is going to be a thing. Oh, okay. And I, you know, that's, that's right. They they always look great, but I mm-hmm. wait to play them and see. I enjoyed Heat. Um, yeah. The, I don't know if it was the last one that came out or the one before that. I can't remember which ones came out when, but I think Heat was the most recent one, and I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it 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 played really well, um, hmm. and the story was actually somewhat interesting, which, for me anyway, has been lacking since like Underground Two way the hell on back when. Right, right. I did, I did like. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was pay, maybe it was Payback that I'm thinking of that was hmm. also actually fairly story driven. I can't. They they blend together. They all blend so for much. me. Yeah. Uh, but that one was, which I think that was payback. But that was fun too. Um, but yeah, Heat was 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 actually really good. Um, but yeah, Hot Pursuit Remastered comes out November sixth. Yeah. So. So there's that. Anyway. Yeah. But, uh, Did you see the Henry Cavill, um, Witcher pictures? Oh yeah, his uh, his new armor. He looks like Arthas, man. If they were doing another Warcraft, I would love him to play <laughs> Arthas. Yeah, but it looked good. It looked good. Yeah. Yeah. I know his last. I was. I thought he looked good in the last Witcher uh, show, his costume and whatnot. But um, I know the armor got a lot of flack for like a lot of the the different kingdoms and stuff like that. So it looks like, hey, what we're seeing looks amazing. <laughs> Yeah, right. So maybe maybe they uh, took some of that to heart. So yeah, it looks great. It looks like an upgrade. Um, I'm excited for it. Yeah, no, it's I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Have they that what they're just filming that right or just there's that's still in production they're, right? They're filming it right yeah. now, I believe. Yeah. Yep. So it's yeah, it's it's next year or sometime. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. Man, it's man, November's going to be here right around the corner. God, I think there's what 5 weeks for the PlayStation 5 to come out. 
five weeks away now. Something six. like that, yeah. Five, I think it's, it's I think it's five or six, yeah. I'm trying to count the paychecks until then. But <laughs> trying to figure out how many weeks I got to pay it off. Yeah. Oh man, it, time is just it's it's going fast, but it's not going fast enough. Yeah, it's fair. This year has felt like five years. I'm still but, yeah. It's it's like I'm still looking at this, and I'm like we're. It's so weird because March drug on forever and now it's October and it actually feels like October though. I don't like – I don't remember anything that happened in May. Probably because nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember a single thing in May. I Like that's, um, that's fair. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I was at – I was at the theater. I really I, – honest to God, I think it's been seven months. I – yeah, you were a lot there a lot sooner than I was. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you the last movie I yeah, saw. Because I'm trying to think of what was my last day of work, and I really feel like it was in March. I think it was, I think it was in March. It's like yeah, the, it's like the middle or or like third week March. I feel like it was like the twentieth or the twenty something. I think 1917 was the last film I saw in theater. I'm trying to think. <laughs> Man, I really thought you were going to say 1917 was the last time you were at a theater. <laughs> no. <laughs> When I was young, no, uh, nineteen seventeen might have been the last. No, I've seen one since then. I just can't think of it. the The last thing I saw in a theater, the last new movie I saw in a theater was Bloodshot. Hmm. Okay. I remember that. I remember it plain as day, mm. and that's always kind of made me sad. Wow. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. That. That would be a really bad movie. It'd be the last movie seen in theater. Yeah. Nineteen Seventeen was a great movie theater experience. Oh, fantastic. I, oh yeah. Yeah. I know. I've seen something since then. I've gone a few times, but I just. That's how not memorable it is. Nineteen Seventeen. I remember, but. The, well, yeah. I couldn't tell you since then, man. I. I couldn't even. I don't remember. Like what else? What came out? Like what? What else came out? Nothing. That, no, nothing <laughs> that I know of that was big. That would be like oh, you gotta get to the theater. You gotta see it. Yeah. Uh, no, it wouldn't have been the grudge. Uh, Doolittle came out in January. The gentleman came out in January. God, I felt like that was last year, but it turns out it was this year. <laughs> right. uh, I don't know. Sonic? Did you see Sonic? No. No. Uh, yeah. You need to. It's really good. Yeah. Um, have you seen The Invisible Man yet? No. Ooh, it's on HBO Max. Go oh, watch okay. it. It's yeah, so good. Yeah, I'll check good. that out. It is, it is very, very good. Yeah, I'll check that out. Um, for sure. Onward? Did you go see Onward in theaters? No. Okay. It's on Disney+. Plus. You should check that out, too. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I can't... Man, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. There's, there's not been... There wasn't a chance for a whole lot to come out this year, really. right? Yeah, I feel like once January, February came around and it really hit. Yeah, uh, and that's when I think most people were like, "Oh yeah, I'm not going out." I know, I'm sure there were a ton of people that still did, but yeah, Birds right of Prey the... maybe. Did you see Birds of Prey in theaters? No, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I, I then I don't know, man. Yep. <laughs> Bad, did yeah. Bad Boys Three, maybe that nope. would have been it. No, uh, I, I think it was nineteen seventeen. Yeah, because every like that's this is the only other stuff I can think of. Yeah, because like, like nothing because like this is through the end of March, mm. and that's it. Like I've been going backwards because like 
bloodshot. I don't think it was I Still Believe. Uh, no, definitely not. <laughs> but, like, nothing really came out after that. Like, there was stuff supposed to come out, but, like, everything was closing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, it, yeah. pretty sure it was just 1917. I think I saw something after that, but I don't know. Yeah. Not sure. Oh, well, I think that's it, man. Um, we'll be back next week. Make sure you check out our YouTube. Our uh, We are on everything, Spotify. My mind's going blank. It's too late. Um, <laughs> um, any, any of your podcast services, check them out. Um, and we'll be back next week. Captain? Captain. Captain.